Circle Back Podcast, the show where two great friends get together and just talk about games. Uh, I'm Dan LaMarca, and as always, I'm joined by Dan Dufresne. Hello, everybody. And, um, Dan, let's kick it off like we always do, man. What have we been playing? All right. Well, I know you have a lot more games to talk about than I did. Yeah, I'm going to preface before you even really get into it. There is a lot to talk about with a lot of different games. Yeah. So... We're going to mainly focus on that today. That's going to be the bulk of our episode. But, yeah, a lot of new games. I was away for a week and I apparently missed like 85 amazing games. That, yeah. You know, is it? Amazing. We'll see. But, you know. Um, but I did get, um, before I left though, I did get PlayStation Plus. Uh-huh. And since it's uh, March, um, the two free games, well, I'll talk about the first one first. I want to really dive into the second one I'm going to talk about. But the yeah. first one, they had the Ratchet and Clank remaster. Um, I know our producer and main tech man Shelby's a big Ratchet and Clank fan you know I like Ratchet and Clank as well probably not as much but um I got the uh, the remaster which is remaster of the first game which just came yeah. out I think 2016 I, yeah I don't even know if you would call it a remaster because it is such a different game yeah but it's it's based on the first game the first for sure game, yeah but you know it's just Ratchet and Clank right PS4 and but. it's super fun I really really enjoyed it I had a good time with it it's it got that you know it's a cartoony kid kind of game but at the same time like I love those games I mean I'll mm-hmm. play you know Sly Cooper or you know, mm-hmm. you know Mario's like those sort of platformers you know a lot of times we talk about these like deep brooding like uh-huh. you know philosophical you know adult games but every now and then just to play like a game you know not much story wise in this game yeah it's, but, it's super loose it doesn't you, you know, know it's not nothing too exciting but there's a couple nice little twists and turns throughout it it's, but it's, it's a fantastic not, game it's a really really good game it is, really, it is game. really well made it's beautifully done it looks beautiful it yeah. plays beautiful it's just a lot of fun i really really enjoy it's it a hell of a game. anybody that's a ratchet clank fan or anybody who likes those you know playstation or any sort of like games like a crash bandicoot or um you know, Sly Cooper or anything yeah, like that. Yeah, if you like any sort of 3D platforming collect-a-thon. It's like, a lot of fun. It's, it really, really is. Fun. I really, really enjoyed it. And, um, yeah, definitely one of my most enjoyable platinum trophies. It's just like, yeah. just to go through, collect everything, find all the little secrets, get all the weapons. It's just, yeah. all that. it's, it's that's really all it fun. is. It's just fun. And sometimes that's all you need, really. You know? Yeah, you know? that's it, man. So That's why they were invented in the first that's place. That's exactly. Amen, brother. So <laughs> that's that's one game. You have a lot more, so I'm going to let you Yeah, know. I'll, I'll, I'll jump the, in quick. Take the um, a game I've been talking about for a long time, Burnout Paradise Remastered, yeah. finally came out. And it is fucking fantastic. Yeah. Man. It is just such a good game. It is... The best way to describe it is it is just, like, a joyous game. Like, it is just, you are in that game to have fun and nothing else. Like, you're driving around super fast, you're hitting ramps, smashing through billboards. Like, you're just having a crazy good time the entire time. Um, Get the same soundtrack, which is incredible. Um, You know, it's such (laughs) classic memories of, like... Uh, Paradise City, Red Guns N' Roses, and Avril Lavigne's girlfriend. Like, there's very specific songs that you're like, holy shit, I remember yeah. this, you know what I mean? And then when it gets down to the bottom of the playlist, it has like classical, like Bach and like stuff like that that's really funny to be like flying through the air and like they're playing like. But it's, uh, yeah. So better than you remember it? It really like is. A remaster, yeah. like, well it, it's, it holds up so well. Yeah. Like the, the, there are a couple things that any game that came out ten years ago is gonna have a couple of things. That you're like, wow, we really you know advanced a little bit since then. You know, there's no fast travel. There's no like way to drop pins on the map. You know, so it's a good and a bad thing because I like having to drive everywhere because you discover little things you know this is very similar to Ratchet and Clank actually it's like 
half the fun is driving through the open world and finding all the collectible, like right. smashing through all the gates, smashing through the billboards, finding all the super jumps. Like that's a large majority of why this game is great. Um, but at a certain point, it's like, hey, I want to get to that race, and it's all the way across the other side of the city. Yeah, you know, I should be able to just do the race. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know, small little things there, here and there, but. The way it feels, the speed, the way your car feels when you jump, like it's it's totally unrivaled. Yeah, that's and awesome. I'm not a huge racing game guy, but there's something about this game that like even Special. if you're not into those type of games, it is just really fucking. That's good. awesome. When did the first one come out? Like the original, I should say. It was ten years ago, it was 2008. Wow. Yeah. So, you know, I've talked a lot about how great I think that game is. No, I know, and you're but, super excited for this remaster. And it's so good. Like it really is so good. It's it's funny how well that game still plays. That's awesome. You know? Like you, I, I expected it to because I knew what a great game it was. But you know, it's a burnout game. It's not like it's you know yeah. anything crazy. But it just feels so good. And there's it it retains all the excellent stuff that I've talked about a little bit before mm-hmm. with um, the online stuff where you can do like the challenges you can basically there's modes in this game and there was this these were in the original too where you can go in with a group of friends like a party and you're driving around the city together totally separate from each other and you can just do hijinks you can do different things races whatever and you can also do like these little challenges i think they're called free burn challenges and it basically will say uh you know do 10 barrel rolls as a team so we're all like driving around, trying to find spots to do barrel rolls, yeah. you know, separate from each other. So it's it's a really cool like cooperative thing, that just still hasn't been done to this day the way it has in this game. So that's awesome. I can't say enough good things about this game. I think, and honestly, everyone should fucking play this game. It's, it's just really fun and it's it's super easy to understand and get behind. You know. What's so funny is, I'm sorry, I'm not going to go What's so funny is, I remember we did a you know, episode not too long ago, we were talking about, you know, the, the new games coming out this year and how we were like, oh, it was like, this be a year of remasters and sequels and stuff, and how we, then we did an episode on remasters, mm-hmm. and we like, eh. But already, and then it's all the March, remasters, the remasters have been so amazing. Yeah. We got Shadow of the Clouds and Burnout Paradise, which, you know, apparently, you know, just, you know. Yeah, seriously. They, they watched our podcast. They listened to our podcast and watched our video, and they said, yeah. we got to do it for Dan and Dan. we got to exactly prove what happened. That's what it was. I Look know. at the views. I know. It's, it's been there. <laughs> our two views. That's uh, it. Uh, no, but the thing about it is, even then, when we were talking about it, it's like, if it's done right. Yeah, it's awesome. What, it's yeah, great. Crash Bandicoot. Yeah. You know, they just announced, uh, THQ Nordic just announced that they're putting out Red Faction Guerrilla remastered. Oh, no kidding. And that game is fucking awesome. And it's a, like, you can't play it anywhere anymore. So it's like, and Mark of the Ninja is being remastered. Really? Like, it, if you're going to just bring the great games and they are stuck on an old console. Yeah, no, it makes sense. There's nothing wrong with it. It makes sense. What does suck is if you're bringing out a game that came out three years ago on the same console right, right, and you're right, saying, yeah. hey, look at this, it's yeah. remastered, but... You don't need to dive into that too much because I have a lot to talk about of these next few yes, games. Yes, okay. So, out of the three new games that came out in the same week, Damn. one of them, actually, I think Sea of Thieves came out the week before. Sea of Thieves was like the 20th, I think, right? And then Nino Kuni and Way Out. Were the same day. 20th, yeah. So, two okay. of them yeah. I'm mixed on. And one of them is just an amazing game. And the amazing game is Nino Kuni 2, Revenant so Kingdom. Happy. It is 
So we're me, Dan, and Shelly are all humongous fans. The first game was so good of Nino Cooney, mm -hmm. Wrath of the White Witch, but Revenant Kingdom is super ambitious still. Like they didn't just stick with what they had yeah. and go for it. They really went above and beyond what they had to do. They added in a bunch of new game modes. Um, one in particular that doesn't work for me at all that I don't like, um, but just the fact that they're adding in all this stuff. So in the original, you the main combat system was you would fight these guys in the wild and you would try to capture them pretty much and make them part of your team, right? So they totally scrapped that. And now it's just you have a party because even in the original, it was three party members mm -hmm. and then they're you know, you're familiar. Um, in this one, it's because all your party members have familiars in the first one, right? Right. Yep. Yeah. And in this one, it's just the three party members, but you have these things called Higglebees. Okay. And the Higglebees are literally, they look like a Pikmin, like a ghost Pikmin. Like when the Pikmin will get stomped and die yeah, and you yeah, see yeah. their ghosts. Like that's exactly what okay. they look like. So they're different elements, just like, just like Pikmin. But what they do is they run around the battlefield and they'll give you like little buffs here and there, like randomly, like, like, all right, you are now like resistant to magic attacks. That's awesome. Uh, they'll like throw little spears at the guys. Like they're tiny. They're tiny. But that's awesome because Drippy in the first game didn't do anything. He, he did. <laughs> he just stood there and just went. But, <laughs> <laughs> but basically, so they do that in the, in the moment to moment, but they also prepare like big attacks. Okay. So you'll see them like throwing little spears, you know, doing a couple points of damage, like nothing crazy. And then they'll like stand in a circle and be like bouncing around, like, come get me, come get me. And you walk over and hit X and they will, depending on the type, like they're, you know, they all have unique attacks. Mm -hmm. And so one guy, the first Higgledy you get brings out, like they form together, bring out a big cannon and they shoot at like your enemies and it'll do like a big damage. Like it's a good attack. So it's like these Higgledies kind of substitute in for the familiars, but the cool thing is you're fighting in real time with your sword, you know, slashing, doing like very basic combos. You, you're dodging almost like Dark Souls-y, like invincibility frames, like you can dodge through attacks. Um, but then you also like have to keep your eye out for these Higgledies because it's like, oh shit, my guys are ready, they're gonna do a big attack, get over there, hit X, get back to fighting, and then they'll do it in the meantime. So it's a really cool system. And all the while, your other two party members are fighting as well in real time. Um, and not to mention, your character himself, Evan, gets magical attacks okay. of his own. So, like, you have a fireball, you have, uh, like, some slash attack that's going to do damage to a bunch of different people. So, initially, when I would seen this game being played, I was a little bit nervous because, like, I really liked the combat system of the first game. Uh, but... What they did for this one is really smart, and I really actually I think I like it even more than the first one as far as the combat goes because it has so much depth. Okay. You know, it has so much going on in the in that specific mode where you're just walking. Because it's the same as the first one where you're walking around the um, overworld and you're like these little cheapy versions, and you'll see the guys. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Remember this in the overworld, and then you'll run into them and it'll go into the <laughs> combat. Yeah, and then yeah. you'll fight. Um, and then it also has combat where if you're in a level, just like the first one, you'll see the guys, mm -hmm. you know, they're the you. same size as you, they're coming after you or, you know, whatever. So that's the main form of gameplay. Like that's the main game, but they also have a kingdom building game type where 
you know, the, you know, without spoiling this, the, the game, it's, you're trying to build up a kingdom. It's okay. called Revenant Kingdom, so I'm not really spoiling anything with that, but you're, you're this, this young king who's trying to bring his kingdom up, right? So what you do is, it's, it's like a top-down, like, city builder, kind of, okay. but it's, it's super basic, it's not anything crazy, but it's really fun, honestly, it could be because you plant, there are, like, plots of land, and you, you basically build certain buildings on each plot of land. So one of them might say, you know, you can build an armory here. You can build a, you know, weaponsmith here. You can build a Higgledy, you know, helper here. And they all do specific things for you in your minute-to-minute -minute combat. So if you have an armory, you can actually go, like, you know, you're in your top-down view, you build your armory. You can walk over and use the armory and buy weapons from, awesome. from your own cool. armory. Okay. Yeah. The Higgledy thing, you, I think it's called a Higglery, which is really good. The, you go into it and it's like you can make new Higgledies or you can nurture your existing Higgledies and level them up. You know, so it's like it has a lot of depth to it, but it also, the cool thing about it is you're recruiting people by doing side quests. Okay. So you're recruiting them to your kingdom. So in each town, you'll see a person that's like, oh, I need help with something. You know, there were side quests in the first game, very mm -hmm. similar, like little errands to right. run. And when you complete them for certain people, they will join your kingdom. And what that means is each person, each citizen of your kingdom has unique personality traits and abilities. So like one guy might be like, hey, I'm like a, I'm working to be, you know, an armorsmith. Um, so you put them in, you know, the armorsmith oh, building and, and all of a sudden, yeah. yeah, it's way better. And, uh, you got, really cool. yeah, it's really cool. And you know, I'm not doing it justice by talking about it here, but I'm, I'm just trying to give you a baseline of it because it's really interesting to see that kind of system mm -hmm. be translated into the actual game. You know what I mean? Like being that, cause by the, you know, where I am right now, I have like 25 buildings or something and it's. There's a bunch of different stuff. Like some buildings are just there to mine resources for you. Yeah, like yeah, I have yeah. a mine that like temper like slowly grabs different ores and sends them to you and stuff. Cool. So it's like there's a lot to it, and um, I actually really enjoy the city building a lot. And and like I said, it's simple but it's interesting, and I like the the unique citizens and how well, that's they cool because I remember in the, in the first game, um, right? It's like when you help citizens, you get the stamps. That's in yes, uh, and that's and that's. Like it, I know it, it pays off, but at the same time, that's a cool. Yeah. It's a cool. No, I, 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 I makes yeah. it a little more unique. A little it, more, it makes uh, it more unique, and it and it adds some interesting flair into it because all of these citizens you meet in the world, and they all are like totally different. You know, totally, yeah. So it's, it's like, not just like you know, hi. Yeah, them. exactly. They're not just Find like faces. Like yeah. yeah. So it's it's really cool to see that, cool. uh, and it's done really well. Um, they also have. A similar thing to the original in this they're called tainted monsters where you'll just see like big monsters in the like out in the overworld and they're surrounded by this like aura and you can walk up and fight them they're like boss monsters and you know you get bounty for taking them down i think there was a similar thing in the first cool, one yeah, yeah. um that's cool fun to do and then um the other game mode that i actually am not a huge fan of and this is all incorporated into the the one like single player game it's not like you're choosing the game modes from the thing it's just like hey now in this part of the story you're gonna be doing some kingdom yeah. building hey now in this part of the story so the last one is called skirmishes and skirmish is basically a top-down almost like rts style 
game mode, um, but it's super simplified. All that you do is, so you're in the center, right? Okay. And you have four groups of soldiers around you. And they have different weapon types. So some, this group might be swords, this group might be hammers, this might be guns, this might be bows, right? So, I was looking on your hand like they were like gonna pop up on your hand. <laughs> <laughs> but they, so all that you do is hit R1 and L1 to turn them because each enemy type you're fighting is weak. Like it's like a rock, paper, scissors thing. You know, hammers are strong against swords, but swords are strong against bows and bows are strong against hammers. Mm. You know what I mean? That kind of thing. So you're spinning these guys in front of you to have them face the right type. And it just feels kind of like, I don't know, it feels kind of loosey-goosey, like there's no real tactics to it. It's like you're just running into them and like hoping your guys attack properly, right. you know what I mean? Yeah, it, it's, yeah. it really doesn't do it for me. I, 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 maybe as you get further, you find something out mm -hmm. that makes it better, but that's the one thing in this game that I'm like, I don't know. Okay. Like, but, you know, who knows? I'm, I'm about 20 hours in right now, and... Uh, do you know if you like it more than the first one already? Like, or so, is, is that tough? Yeah, like, it's tough to say until like I see it through, but yeah. I really, really like this okay. game a lot. It's very good. Um, like I said, the combat system has some nuance to it. Even what I didn't mention before is you have three weapons at a time, and you cycle between them by hitting L2. Okay. And basically they build up like a super meter as you're fighting, and then you can do one of your special attacks to unleash that, so it'll literally be a percentage. It starts at 0%, as you fight it'll be like 10%, 20%, you know, 13%, like it goes up. When it's at 100, you can do your super meter. Okay. So what you're doing is, you're unleashing your super meter with the weapon that's full, then switching to the other weapon, and fighting and fighting and building it up, and then unleashing your super meter, and then switching to your third weapon. So it, it has a lot going for it that makes it, because a lot of these games that are, you know, a lot about, you know, square triangle, triangle square, right. I, yeah. I, I get bored with the combat, but with the Higgledies and your party and your magic spells and the different sword switching, it's like there's a lot going on and a lot to enjoy. That's awesome, dude. Yeah. Not to mention the story has been really, really fun. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's um, characters cool. Everybody's. I'm gonna unique. I'm gonna spoil the first ten minutes of the game because it. it's the first ten minutes. <laughs> uh, it start. If you really don't want to hear it, then skip ahead two minutes or something because it's not going to be long, but it's really fucking weird, and I, I want to tell you about it. So it starts with, you know, Nino Kuni literally means, like, another world or something, and the first game was there's two worlds, right, right, and, right. you know, Oliver goes into it, whatever. Uh, in this one, in the very beginning, you're in, like, a modern-day-looking United States, driving, you're, you're, you, the camera zooms in on, like, a black car, and there's, like, they're saying, oh, Mr. President, like, the president's in the backseat of this car. And he's like, da, 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 like going about his business, and he looks up. And he's like, huh? And he looks <laughs> up, and there's a missile like shooting through the sky towards the city that looks like New York City, and it's like shooting through the sky. And he's looking, and it explodes, and blows up the city. And his car goes flying, and he's like all banged up, and he's laying there. And all of a sudden, this like bright light comes, and he's all of a sudden modern day president in a suit, transported into this other world, next to this. 13-year-old king with cat ears <laughs> that you're like, what the hell is this? So he's freaked out or whatever, and uh, of course they're in the middle of a coup, you know, this this little prince or whatever, you know, doesn't know really what's going on, 
And the weirdest thing <laughs> is you walk out, and he sees these two guards that are, like, going after the young king, and the president just takes out a pistol and shoots them all, <laughs> shoots the guards, while they're coming in with, like, swords and shields. It was so weird. But it's, like, insane. I'm like, what the hell is going on? But, yeah, it has a lot of interesting things going like that. I mean, that's kind of just the opener, and then and then he kind of assimilates in, and he's like, hey, you know, I'm from this other world, so I have some good insights for you. He ends up being a really good guy. It's not like, you know, whatever. But, uh... Yeah, it was really, really weird, and um, I will say, some of the boss fights in this game are really epic, and I love them. Yeah. Really, really good. Um, there's not much bad I could say about it other than the skirmishes. Because I know everybody who's a big uh, Studio Ghibli fan, yes. you know, who loves Totoro or Spirit of Land yeah. or um, Cast in the Sky, they were all like, you know, oh no, like, they're not a part of it anymore, so we don't have yeah. those cutscenes. Does it take away from the game at all? So, you know? it doesn't, it would take away from the game if this game wasn't so beautiful in its own right. Okay. Because all the cutscenes are in-engine cutscenes. Like, right, they're right. not... They didn't try to... Too. They, they didn't, didn't have the, yeah. as many, yeah. you know... And let's be honest, when it did cut to those Ghibli-style cutscenes, it was fucking awesome. Yeah, right. In the first yeah, one. Yeah, it was yeah. great. And they were beautiful. But this game is so nice-looking and everything looks so good that when they cut into the cutscenes, it feels more of a natural flow mm. rather than in the other one where it was like... Oh, now we're back to the normal graphics. Okay. After. And and they still look good in in the other one too. I'm not saying they didn't, but I don't mind it at all the way they did it. And uh, yeah, like I said, it, it does look just really beautiful. Oh man, I can't believe I missed it. It's an incredible game. Missed it. You're gonna play. Oh well, yeah, it. now I'm back. Now I get <laughs> yeah. the first thing I do. Now it really is an incredible game. I really can't say anything bad about it except for the skirmishes. Okay. And and most of them are totally optional. Yeah. You know, there's a couple that are. That they require you to do to advance the story, and that, that gets frustrating for me. But yeah, everything otherwise has just been really, really fun. That's awesome. You know, even the first game, which I know we all, everybody in this room loves so dearly. Mm -hmm. You know, like even that, that. You know, there's moments in that game too where it's just like, ugh, you know, every game has every game has that. But and it, it, the last thing I'll leave on, out on on this game in particular is it's much more poignant politically than I expected. Really. Like, actually has some things to say, and it's pretty That's cool. That's awesome. Yeah, like, after, because, like, basically every kingdom you go to is, like, fucked up in a certain way, and they're all kind of relatable, and they all have a takeaway when mm -hmm. that, you know, you know, it, it still has that childish, right. you know, like, you know, we can do anything if we try, kind of, you know, that's kind of how it goes, but... It really is interesting when you get through some of the kingdoms. I'd like to talk to you more about that after you play a little bit. Cool. Um, but yeah, can't say enough good about awesome. Miyakuni you know, too. That makes me very, very excited. Yeah, I love it. Very Absolutely excited. Love it. Um, let's jump to. I'll talk about one more game real quick, and then I want to hear okay, your yeah, other game. Uh, yeah. yeah. Let me do one more here. Um, I want to talk about a way out. Please do, because that's a game that I was interested in. Yeah. In getting, I want to know. Yeah, yeah. So, so I'm playing think? a way out uh, with my friend Ozzy online. Really cool thing about this game. Real quick before we even get into it. It's co-op only, you knew that. Well, right. But is it only online, or is it... You can do couch co-op right next to each other, or you can do it online. And if you do it online, only one person needs to own the game. Oh. That's awesome. Really cool. Yeah. The other person downloads the demo. Like, they intended to do this. This isn't, like, an exploit. That's like, awesome. They meant, yeah. to, they meant to... Like, they said it on purpose. Hey, your friend downloads the demo. 
he hits ready or whatever, and then you send him an invite, and he can accept it. That's awesome. Yeah, it's really cool. So I, I really, really like that, and that's kind of what I like about this game, is the co-op aspects of it. Because baseline, if you've never seen anything about this game, it's these two guys are in prison, they get together to try to break out. That's the totally basic beginning, you know, whatever part of this game is break out of prison with this other dude, right? So one person plays as the one guy, the other plays as the other guy. It's always split screen, so you can see both players and what they're doing on your screen. So you see what your partner's doing because you can literally look at what he's seeing. Okay. Um, so the good things, I wanna talk about the good things. Good things are all the co-op experiences feel really cool. They do interesting things with it feels like I, I don't I know you won't get this one, but some people will out there. When there was a Call of Duty mission, I think in Modern Warfare one or two, where you were in a ghillie suit or whatever and you had to go through and you were with an AI partner, but he'd be like, Alright, we got there's two guards ahead. We gotta shoot him at the same time in order to get by, otherwise one's gonna see. Okay. So it's like, alright, three, two, one, shoot. And it's like it just feels really cool to execute with another person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you're doing that now with an actual person. And that shit is really cool. Like there was, you know, we gotta break down this door to escape, but the guards are close by, we can't have them hear it, so we're gonna time it to the lightning crash, oh, the thunder shit. crash. You know, super tropey. This whole game is trope, 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 after trope. And that's, I don't wanna get into the bed yet, but the good is that kind of shit is really fun to do. Mm. And not all the mini games in it work, not all the co-op experiences are fun to do, but they're interesting as a co-op experience, at the very least. So, like, everything this game's trying to do as a co-op game, I really like and admire, and I, I can see where they're really going for it. The things that I do not like about this game is it is some of the absolute worst writing and absolute oh, worst yeah. acting I have ever seen in a game. Wow. And I'm not exaggerating. It is terrible. Really? Terrible. This is, we made a joke a month ago or so, maybe even more, about Joseph Forrest, this, this, the guy, the game director, mm -hmm. and how he's like Tommy Wiseau. And it's never been more true because the dude, like this game at times is la like, I'm laughing at them when it's trying to be serious because it is like the room <laughs> in that it's, Really not trying to be funny, but it's really terrible and it's hilarious and it's not what I expected. I didn't expect it. It the, the the way I can describe the acting is I feel like every single so it's trying to be an American break out of prison story, right? And I don't think a single person that is acting in this game is an English speaker first, and it shows. And they're not good actors, you know, because. The main guy is supposed to be an Italian-American, and he sounds like he's like Swedish or French or something. Like, it's seriously bad. Like, really bad. <laughs> um, and the story itself, man, like, I cannot tell you how much it is trope, trope, trope. It's like, everything they're doing is telegraphed to the utmost degree. Like, you know how they break out of prison. You. You know, you know, like, everything they do, the escape scene, oh, now we're on some rapids, and guess what, at the end oh, of the rapids, yeah. there's going to be a waterfall, you know what I mean? Like, it's, Whoa. yeah, yeah. everything is like that, and because it's trying to be so self-serious, 
it just doesn't just work. Just like, if they were trying to make a game that was silly and fun, they could have done a really good job. But they were trying, but to, they make were trying to make a serious, like... And the dude, Joseph Farris, you know, the famous thing he was talking about at the VGAs, or I think it was called the Game Awards now, but he was trying to say, like, this game is going to push storytelling further than it's ever gone before, and he's dead serious. And I'm like, my dude, like, I thought you might have been able to do it, but then I played your game, and you were no not boy, no. even close to doing no it. No boy, no. And it makes me, like... Go like this. Please, thank you, God, that there was no spoken lines in Brothers, because Brothers is such an amazing yeah, game. there you go. And it was a beautiful story. And there was no spoken dialogue and nothing well, where he could ruin it. frustrating is that because Brothers is such a good game and one of my all-time favorites. But now we know <laughs> why it's great. If he tried to write a story with actual dialogue and characters, no it would have been terrible. Because no this is bad. Like, and I mean bad. I'm not saying like it's schlocky, alright, whatever. Like, the story is bad. Wow. Now I hear, to be fair, I'm two-thirds of the way through it about... How many hours would you say... Uh, I've played four to five hours, maybe, okay. and I think there's a good chunk left. So I'm gonna guess it's this is probably between six and nine hours. I'm guessing. Okay. Um, I heard the final third is actually very good and tense, so may redeem itself in in a certain aspect. But you can't redeem yourself after past a certain point. Of, yeah. But it's not even about that. It's about even if it does redeem itself, I might say, wow, it's worth seeing to the end because I really enjoyed the ending. But that's not going to take away from the fact that it has been terrible yeah. so far. And, I mean, terrible. That's like, that's really, so it's not even like, you know, Symphony of the Night, we all make fun of the other, die, monster. It, but like, you know, it's the, like... So, not only... Uh, that was... What year? 97. Uh, yeah. It's inexcusable today. Yeah, yeah. It's inexcusable. Yeah. And it's that kind of shit. Yeah. <laughs> where I'm like... Like, the line deliveries are so bad, and they... When it tries to get emotional, it just fails terribly. And you can't get emotional, and you're laughing. It, you know, it's like... And, and there's... I'm, I'm not saying there's no enjoyment to be had out of this game. I'm enjoying it very much, actually. And some of these scenes are awesome, like, as action scenes. Like, the co-op experience, when, like, you're breaking off one way, he's breaking the other way, we're trying to catch this dude, and we're running through all these different... You know, Uncharted-like, like, jumping over stuff, grabbing onto the ledge, like... Really cool action stuff, scenes like yeah. that. And I will say, the camera work is super, like... I think a lot of games are going to borrow from this game in its camera work because it does a lot of very cinematic, like, pans up, like, a lot of... Like, re like, like what good action movies do. Mm -hmm. Like, what True Detective Season 1, that one episode that everyone talks about, where the camera is, like, slow panning. And it's like... Like, it does a lot of cool shit like that. And some of the scenarios it puts you in is really, are really interesting, and they have different outcomes based on what you do, and they're really fucking cool. Like, there's one where you're robbing this uh, convenience store or gas station or something, and before you do it, you have the option to, like, like you walk up to a customer there and be like, hey, I think you should get out of here. Like, and you can convince them to leave to avoid either hurting them or them calling the cops or anything. We ripped out the telephone line from the wall before we did anything because, like, we don't want someone to call the cops. You know, like, there's cool shit. That's cool, though. Like, and, and, like, what happens with the story of change if you didn't do yes. that stuff? That's, that's cool. But that's cool. And that's what I'm saying, why this game is, like, it's one of the most... It's, it's probably the most torn I have been on a game in a really long time really? because 
the good stuff in it really good. could be so good. Like if Naughty Dog had, but if Naughty Dog took their Team framework, Bird, yeah. like their framework in the game of the different choices you can make and the different areas and the, the cool scenes and actually wrote something around it, it's like, this game could be really fucking good. Like really good. But they are just terrible writers and even worse actors. Uh, and I'm not exaggerating. <laughs> it's, it's very bad. And show me some video or yeah, something. Yeah, I will. I will have to show you some video. But I mean, my question is, is it worth it? Is it? So luckily, it's thirty dollars. Okay. It's not sixty. Um, I would have to see the ending, which is what people yeah. say is the good, best part. Yeah. So maybe next week we'll talk a little bit more about it. And uh, yeah, I want your full opinions if it's worth. Yeah. It, you know. Yeah. So far, I mean, like I said, I'm having fun, and there are certain things that I really enjoy. But there was like this scene where you're playing basketball with this kid, and for some reason it actually lets you play basketball, but they didn't design a basketball game. So like you're trying to pass and he's like throwing it this way <laughs> and you're shooting and the animation's like ridiculous. He's like jumping like this and it's like, what the hell are you guys doing over there? You know what I mean? Like it's just so... Yeah. It's like the dude wanted it to be something that it just isn't at all. Oh. And Brothers is so good. Brothers is a masterpiece, I'd yeah. say. It's a great game, but I don't know. Very, very strange game. And, uh, you know, the things it does right, it does really right. So we'll see how it ends. Oh, but. man. All right, well, please keep me, keep me posted. I, you know, I know Nino Cooney's definitely being bought this weekend. That's a must. You know. That's a must buy. But, um, a way out, you know. You're usually my, uh, you're usually like my meter. Like when a yeah. game comes out, and like if I get your reaction, I'm just like, oh, well, if Dan doesn't like it, I'm <laughs> definitely not gonna like, you know. Yeah, the, the game is, I don't know, man. <laughs> I'm telling you, like. Did anybody talk like Tommy Wiseau though? Did anybody have like a, you know? Not hey, really. Danny, don't complain too no. much. No. No. Come out right. The the main dude Leo, that's supposed to be Italian, has a little bit of that because. You could tell he's, like, from some European country yeah. that's not Italy. Yeah. But, uh, I don't know. Uh, see, that, but that also, that also entices me to play it, because I feel like that would be, like, exciting. And just, like, yeah. all right, you got to keep you posted, brother. I'll let you know about the end. Um, but, yeah, I know you've been playing a game that I, I care oh, about very much. Man. And I want to hear, hear what you've been thinking. I have so much to say about this. So, because of PlayStation Plus, two games you get for free. It was Ratchet and & Clank and then Bloodborne. Holy moly. So, for those of you that don't know, I'm sure you do. Obviously, you do. Um, it's in the line of the Souls game. There's Demon Souls, and there's Dark Souls 1 through 3 in Bloodborne, and it was uh, Miyazaki. I forget his first name. Hmm. Um, uh, I don't know his first name. But he, you know, he designed all those games um, where it's, it's got RPG elements. Um, you know, you go along levels. You progress. You learn about certain stages. Every enemy is placed in a certain, you know, specific location with a specific, you know, skill set. And you just kind of, kind of got to learn how to counter them and fight them mm -hmm. and, um, you know, progress. And it's more of like a learning game uh, than anything. I might not be describing it. Yeah, well, enough, the, the, the best way to describe it is that the game design is so impeccable in teaching you yeah. things without saying a word. Mm -hmm that that's why these games are unique, right. you know, because they're frustrating until you understand it, and then you're like, this is never an issue again. Exactly. You know, and that's you one of the best feelings. Yeah, you die a games. lot, but every time I'll, you know, we'll get more into it, but it was the same thing with, like, Dark Souls, where you're in an area, 
and you're just walking, you know, along, and out of nowhere, there's a guy in the corner who kills you, and you're dead, and you're like, what? Yeah. Damn it. But then you do it again, and now you know there's a guy there, you're going to wait a little, you know, it's just mm -hmm. all about getting through from the beginning of a level to the end of a level, and just sort of dying a lot, but by dying, you learn people's... You're learning about the enemies, and, exactly, and about the, the, the level itself. Exactly. Yeah. So, Bloodborne um, came out... 2015, I think, yeah. when, it, when it came out, and I just, I didn't get into it. I probably don't even know if I played Dark Souls yet when it came out. I forget when probably we around that time yeah. chatting about uh, it was probably, video games. probably in that, earlier. in that area. But, um, so I, I love Dark Souls so much, um, but um, I never beat Dark Souls, and I never had the hankering. Once I finished, you know, playing, and then, you know, things happened, whether it was life or other video games, I just never had the, the hankering to go back. Dark Souls, as much as I loved it, mm -hmm. I loved that fantasy setting. Um, I never was like, oh, okay, I'm gonna go back and finish this. Bloodborne, on the other hand, I'm hooked. I'm obsessed. I've I got it. The Wednesday I told you I'd get it. Mm -hmm. and I left for vacation, so I only played for it about a week, maybe you know five days or so. Already level fifty. Already fought five bosses. I'm telling you, I'm obsessed. If you ask anybody in my household, you know what I've been talking about. You know, they all oh, mentioning Bloodborne again. You know, hey, you gotta go play Bloodborne. <laughs> it is so good. It's Dark Souls, but it's it's set in this Gothic, Victorian era. Well, I don't even know what you can say. The society mm -hmm. where it's a lot of you know cathedrals and a lot of mm -hmm. um, you know it looks like very Charles Dickens. Yeah, England, but yeah, but with monsters all with over. With monsters yeah. all over the place and. It's got that cryptic Dark Souls where you're not really sure what the plot is. You wake up, you're this guy, you're called the Hunter, and you get this blood transfusion, and you're told to seek a pale blood. And that's all you're pretty much given. You know, the the story doesn't really, you know, it's, it's meant to be kind of vague, I mm -hmm. think. Mm -hmm. But what makes it so good, and why I keep going back is, is it's so interesting. Mm -hmm. It's so interesting. Just the, the enemies... You know, you learn about them, the bosses, you learn about them, just certain areas, and you're just like, what the hell happened here? I'll give you, uh, you know, one example. One of the most eerie moments in the entire game is you go into Old Yarnum, mm -hmm. and, you know, the guy's, like, shooting at you. There's some guy on a roof, I don't even... I have it. It's got, like, a gatling gun, you know, like, right? Yeah, he's, like, shooting at you, and I've actually gotten up to him and, like, tried to talk to him, and he killed me. And, but, um, but anyway... You tried to talk to him? I tried to talk to him and say, hey, bro, what's going on? But there's a... Before... You fight um, this monster called the the Bloodstarved Beast. You go into like this this big cathedral, and you find a bunch of enemies. And it's like a church, and there's this huge like monster just hanging from the rafters, and he's dead, but he's just like hanging there. And like I just stood there for like ten minutes, being like, this is like the eeriest, like creepiest thing. Like it reminded me of uh, remember Science of the Lambs, like the guys like just like uh -huh. and it yeah. reminded me of that, and I was so like freaked out by that. I was just like, oh, this is so weird. Yeah. But this game has those moments where it's so grotesque mm -hmm. and so the whole society and everything is just like falling apart, but yet it's so beautiful in a way, like the scenery and just, you know, you meet certain people and they're weird and you're weird and just, I love it. I don't even know what else to say, but I just, I, 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 I like it. to say welcome there. I love it. I, I am, I'm thoroughly obsessed with this game and Good. I felt the way with Dark Souls. But this, like, even more so, where I'm just like, I want to mm -hmm. get more into it. You know, you. What I love too is like, you can go to like certain houses and like save people or talk to people, mm -hmm. 
And like, they're have just you been sending so... them somewhere yet, or not? I did. I sent them to all. Oh, I sent them. Spoiler, spoilers. I'm spoil. Oh, that's not. I uh, my favorite character in the entire game is the chapel dweller because mm-hmm. he's such a nice guy. Mm-hmm. You walk into this chapel after you fight uh, this one boss named Father Gascoigne, and you go into this chapel, and there's this guy. He's on the floor. He's got this red robe. He's blind. He's all gray looking. He's got these long fingernails. And, like, he's just like, if you know of anybody, send him here. <laughs> and you're just like, what's this guy's deal? <laughs> but the more you send people, this guy's, like, the sweetest, like, person in the entire world. He just goes on. He's like, you know, all that, I've never been any help to anybody. All I want to do is help people. All I do is want to keep them safe. He goes, thank you for all your help. Like, it's not because, you know, you're a hunter. It's because you're you. You're just a great person. Can we be friends after this? I'm telling you, this guy's my favorite Have you, character. Um... Have you gone back and seen the people you've I have. I saved, um, there's the elderly woman, there's the skeptical man, um, who apparently, if you send, I, I looked it up, if you send him, he goes the opposite of wherever you send him, so I said, I said, go to Yusefka's clinic, and he came to, um, the nun, and, um, Ariana, um, and I saved them all, and, um, they're all doing mm-hmm. fine, but I hear that things can go a little... <laughs> You're ruining the yourself, and that, and that, you and that bothers me. But I did, I run into this guy called um, this, the, the Beggar in the Forbidden Woods, and he wanted a place to stay, and I found out that, I probably shouldn't have looked it up, but I found that if you send him to the chapel, he will one by one kill everybody kill that's in there. Damn it, I wish you didn't look it up. That was such a heartbreaking moment for me. Is that what you did? Played, yeah. Because I was like, I want to get everyone there. Yeah. And he just killed everybody. Kills them. Oh my god. Did I break your... Oh, you go back there, there's just, like, items on the ground. There's no people. Because that's they're dead. That's what they had dropped. That would have, like, broken my heart. <laughs> that would broke my heart. But that's what it is. It's those moments. Just those sort of, like... The bosses are all good. The enemies' placements are all good. But just, like, the way that there's storytelling mm-hmm. with just environments... Like I said, there's areas where you go to, and the first thing is, like, what the hell happened here? And just, like, let your imagination run wild. Yeah, you're coming up on a, on a real turn that the game takes. A good one or a bad one? A great one. But it becomes much more, like, surrealist. Okay. Like, we say like existential yeah. horror. Yeah. Yeah. And you'll know the turn when it happens. Because already, yeah. I'm in, right now, I'm, like, in this area. It's called the Forbidden Forest or Forbidden Woods or... Forbidden Woods is Zelda. For, and, yeah. Uh, something, something like that. But, um, and already there's, like, these enemies that you you come across and you get close to them and they go like and then like their head pops off and like these like snakes like come out and the first thing I thought was like Cthulhu and like stuff like that so I think uh, yeah go some places man go some places even just what I've played already just like that sort of like I love the environment Mm -hmm. the enemies just everything and just even the people you come across you know and how they look at you and they'll say like you know you know, you're just as bad as everyone else, you know, kind of things. And you're like, oh, wait, what? what's... Mm-hmm. You don't know what's going on, and that's probably the scariest thing. And there's just... The night of the hunt. Where you go to houses, and, you know, you'll just hear people inside the houses being like, help me, help me! And you can't help them, and you're just like, what's... It's it's so, like, eerie and, yeah. like, creepy in, in the best of ways. So yeah. I love it. I love it. I love it. <laughs> I love, love it. it. I really, awesome. you know... It just keeps me uh, check going. With you next yeah, week, man, so you've forgotten to. Definitely. Uh, last game that I played is Sea of Thieves. Okay. So, Sea of Thieves. Before this game came out, um, a lot of people got their hands on the beta. You know, we're sailing around, having fun with their friends, like yada yada whatever. So, 
I have the Xbox Game Pass, so I get all of Microsoft's first-party games are always on that. So this is a first-party Microsoft game, um, so I was able to download it. And uh, oh, you it for free? That's awesome. Yeah, I mean, you pay ten bucks a month for the Game Pass. Still, but, yeah, but it's free. Um, so I'm going to start by telling you a story that happened in this game. Oh, okay. Are you telling me like a story from your a tale? I'm going to tell you a yeah. tale. Exciting tales. So, I was playing with my sister, and we're sailing around, we're doing a quest, we have to get these chickens, you know, off this island, put them in these cages, bring them back to the merchant, right? We get the chickens, put them on the boat, sailing around, and we're like, oh, on our way back to the merchant, let's stop at this island, it looks interesting. We stop off, there's some skeletons to fight, we're fighting skeletons, um, all of a sudden we see two other people that didn't look like skeletons running up. As they get closer, you see they have names above their heads. There are other people in the world. And they immediately kill us when we were just trying to, like, we look, we were like, hey, we're like waving, and they kill us. Um, and they jump on our boat, they take our chickens, and they sink our boat. <laughs> and so now we're on this island with no boat, no chickens, and we don't know what to do. So eventually, if you die, when you die in this game, you go into this, I think it's called like the, oh, I forget what it's called. It's like the ship of the undead or something. And your fairy of lost souls it's called, but you're basically on this ship with a bunch of ghosts and you have to, there's like a time period that you have to wait and you walk through the door and you're back on your ship. Okay. So if you do that and you're dead while your boat is sunk, it'll just transport you to a random island in the world with your boat, you know, brand new boat. And so we did that. We died. Ship was sunk. We go to this other island. We're like, damn, we don't have our chickens. It sucks. Whatever. We're like, oh, well, we got to go back. So we did another quest while we were out. And then we went back to the island. And as we pull up, we see another boat. We're like, oh, man, there's another boat here. And we're like, oh, should we try to see if they have any stuff we could take? You know, we're pirates. We're trying to steal. Um, so we go on their boat. They don't really have anything to take. We go back. And we see two guys in town just, like, walking around, hopping around, jolly. And it's the two dudes that took our chickens. They happen to be on the same island. And so they don't recognize us. So they're, like, waving, like, hey. And we just blow the <laughs> shit out of them and sink their boat. And we're like, yeah, we got them back. <laughs> so excited. Um, so that's cool. That's an example of why this game would be cool. But it's not. Because that's a rare occurrence okay. in a game that, and it's not that it's a rare occurrence, it's that that is a slight variation on a few things that you can do, right? So the mission structure is there are three different quest givers and they all give you a certain, they all have three different missions to give you, right? But they're all the same, literally the same mission where it'll say, hey, you have to go to this island and kill this pirate dead pirate you have to go that's what this merchant will let you do this quest giver will say hey go to this island get me chickens go to this island get me pigs go to this island get me snakes whatever that's what that quest giver will do other one says hey there's buried treasure on this island here's some clues you have to solve the clues to get it hey here's buried treasure at the other other island so there's three different mission types Dogen. in the entire game and they're cool in their own right the merchant missions are not cool. 
go to an island and get me chickens, not fun, really. The thing where you have to find buried treasure, pretty cool. You have to look at the thing, match the match the island up to the map. All right, it's on this island. When you get there, there's an X marks the spot. Map. Cool. cool. But you keep doing it over yeah. and over again. There is not nearly enough variation in this game. And the cool interactions you can have with other people out on the sea mm -hmm. are interesting and cool. But again, they don't give you many options. Your options are wave hello and go about your business or kill them and take their stuff. That's it. There aren't many options. The other thing that sucks about it is if you... so. My first thought when I I was playing a solo game at first, and I found another solo guy, and I killed him and took a ship. It's like, oh, cool. Like, now I have the ship. I'll, I'll run two ships. I'll bring this one back. And it's like, but the guy keeps respawning on his ship. So you can't commandeer his ship because he keeps coming back. So there is no system built in order to steal someone's ship. You can just take the stuff off the ship, bring them to your, ship, to your ship, and get going. But you can sink ships? You can sink them, and then they respawn somewhere in the world. With the ship? Yes. The ship will respawn somewhere in the world. It's just... That's the thing, so there's no... The, the best way to, like, pare this down into what I'm trying to say is... It's a world that is fun to explore for a time, and then you realize there's nothing there. There is nothing there. And the, the things that I'll say about this game that are incredible is... One of the best looking, prettiest games I've ever played. Okay. The water tech, whatever they're doing with the sea, is incredible. It looks like rolling waves. When the waves get high, it, it looks, re even though it's cartoonish, it feels like the way water should be acting. I've never seen a game with this kind of water. It's amazing. And the actual act of steering your ship and working as a mm -hmm. team, you know, hey, I'm going to steer, go down, turn the sail so that we catch the wind. All right, drop the anchor quick. We're about to hit the thing. Pull up, you know, twist this thing, pull the anchor. Hey, go on the top, look out, you know, make sure there's nobody else around. Okay. Fucking awesome. Like, I love that. But there's nothing to do. <laughs> and I see a lot of people saying that there should be some sort of progression system because the a big problem with the game is you get gold from these quests and the things that you spend them on are cosmetic items for your character, for your ship. That's it. There's nothing. There's no progression. There's nothing. So I am not in the camp that says you need a progression system in your game. I think a game that's fun in and of itself is a fun game. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm not that guy that's like, we should have loot, the rarity with this and that. It's like, this isn't that type of game. And it shouldn't be. It shouldn't be trying to be that type of game. But if you're going to say we're a game that's about fun hijinks with friends and, you know, interesting m mysteries on these islands, then make those available. Give the people the there. tools to do crazy shit instead of just, here are my two options of what I can do. And then, yeah, they were fun the first time. Absolutely. Really interesting to see the Kraken for the first time. Oh, that's pretty cool. It's the only thing. That's the only thing. That's the only thing. But you know what I'm saying? Like, this game needs to be full of that. Of stuff like that, yeah. Full of that in order to be a fun game. Yeah. Full of different things you can do like on different people's ships. Kind of like, like, why wouldn't you be able to take over a person's ship and tie them up? Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. Like, there is nothing that you can do other than sink someone's ship or don't do anything. Those are your options. That's it. That sucks. And that's why, like, I look at this game and I'm like, 
you have something here that's really interesting. You have the fun. You have the fun of you go downstairs, grab some mead, you drink, you drink, you get drunk, you get topsy turvy, you start puking. It's funny. Like it has the good slapstick stuff. Yeah. Uh, it has different music items. So if you get a group of four people together, you can and you all play music, it syncs up together and you're playing in like harmony. And it's like that's awesome. But there's nothing there. It's yeah. like it, it's just so barren and it just I just wish that they gave you some more options that's because nice. yeah. And but you look at this kind of game and you're like, if they take feedback in a year this could be a great game. Mm. But it's like that doesn't. So you're saying is you know, the game is ready? Like they had a cool concept, but they just never. I don't even. With it. But I don't know if it's not ready. I just don't know if they knew what to do with it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like maybe they were like, "This is our game." Like I don't know. You know, it, it yeah. seems like they don't know what they should be implementing. And guess what? People like me that give feedback are the reason that they're going to make this into a great game. So I see why they would do it, but maybe they should have put it into early access or something mm. and then figured it out instead of releasing a $60 game that is barren, yeah. you know, and, and it's frustrating because it is so polished in so many ways with the looks of it and the different, like the different things you can do on the ship are really interesting. Like I, there's a lot to like about it, but it just doesn't have any legs at all. You know, after th I played it for three hours and I'm, you're know, bored. Yeah. You shouldn't be bored. You, 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 spent, you, you spent 60 bucks on it. Well, I have a game pass. But, okay. but, but still. Yeah. If I spent 60 bucks on it, I'd be very upset. But yeah. They, it's tough because you want to like this game so much because it does so much right and it does so much new. Okay. And that's admirable. But I just don't... Is that going to keep you going back? Yeah. I wish there was more. That sucks. Yeah, it sucks. But it is what it is. Um... Like I said, I think this could be a great game in a year's time. You yeah, know, no, as much like No Man's Sky. Yeah, No Man's Sky got got better. Got so much better. Because they were kind of aimless. They said, we had this really cool idea, and we're not sure exactly what yeah. to do. And then they realized what people wanted because they put it out. Yeah. So I think that's where early access is a valuable item. Mm -hmm. It's a valuable system, and it's not being utilized yeah. by these by these big games, yeah. you know, and that is a shame. It really should be... It's interesting that you mentioned uh, No Man's Sky, though, because that was, like, the same sort of, like, thing when it came out. It was just, like, it was, like, this is a really cool concept. Yeah. You know, you're a space ranger, pretty much, going to all these places, but there was nothing... There's nothing to do. There's nothing to do, exactly. Very similar, in my opinion, but... All right, that is it for our games. Uh, we have one more little thing to get to. I know you haven't played a ton of Metal Gear Solid 2. I haven't played a ton. But you played a little bit, and uh, I want to touch in on Metal Gear Corner with Dan. Metal Gear Corner. Metal Gear Solid 2, Sons of Liberty. Um, I forget where we left off, but... Um, oh, right. Uh, you, Solid Snake is dead. Um, you find out that he's the head of this terrorist organization on this, this facility called Big Shell. They have hostages that the president kidnapped. They're going to take over the world. Um, you play this guy named Raiden, and um, like I said, I didn't get to play much. Not much happened, but um, I did meet a few interesting characters, some uh, some enemies, if you will. I uh, So you're playing as Raiden, and you're going along, and um, you're on Big Shell. You find a gun. It's really, you're kind of just kind of like getting the layout of the, the area. Um, you learn some special like moves, like being able to like walk on rafters and like flip. And walk along those, do that weird thing where like you're by a window and you can like flip your like mm -hmm. flip yourself. 
Um, you learn some combat. Um, in this game, you're able to, uh, when you knock out an enemy, it's actually a really cool, like, thing. If you knock out an enemy, you can kind of, like, drag them somewhere and hide them mm -hmm. so that no one else can, you know, if another enemy sees that one of their allies is on the ground, they'll mm -hmm. call back them. So these are really, really cool concepts. So that's yeah. pretty much, so I did a lot of that, you know, learning um, new combat and stuff. So I got into this area where you walk into this room, right? And it reminds me a lot of when uh, in the first game where uh, Solid Snake um, runs into Cyborg Ninja and there's all the dead bodies on mm -hmm. the ground. Um, so Raiden walks into this area. It's a bunch of bodies like on the ground, a big hallway, a bunch of dead bodies, blood all over them. And you're just like, what the hell's going on? What's happening? You run into this guy who's like vanishing and like going close to people and then like sucking their blood and then like going back and vanishing. Um, you find out this guy's name is Vamp, and he's from Romania, and he's a part of this organization called Dead Shell, and they really want to get Dead rid of... Dead Shell? Or Dead Shell? Dead Shell, I believe, because they want to get rid of Big Shell. So, um, you run into him, you got your gun, and you're no match for him, and he's, and he's just decimating everybody, um, and legit, he comes close to you, and you can see he's got fangs, he's got, you know, the widow's peak and everything, he's got, like, the red eyes... And I think he's a vampire. I'm pretty sure he's a vampire. He has to be. His name's Vamp. All, all signs point to yes. And he's, and he's sucking people's blood. So in the meantime, so you're like, hey, hold up. Like, what are you doing? You got to stop this. And like, he's like, oh, I'm going to get you kind of thing. And this one soldier pops in and tries to shoot him. And Vamp goes up to him, to this soldier. And he holds him up against the wall. And he's about to like rip his neck out. And then he smells him. And he goes... It can't be. And he goes, I'll be right there. I have to tell you something in person. And he drops him. <laughs> and Vamp runs away. So we just met Vamp. And we like just ran into this soldier who apparently smells like someone Vamp knows or whatever. So Raiden goes over to this soldier. It's like, what's going on? Who was that? What's happening? So he takes off his mask. And he goes, my name. Is Iroquois Blitzkin. <laughs> like he talks like that. And you're like, wait a second. First off, you look he looks like Solid Snake. Second off, he talks like Solid Snake. Third off, his last name is Plitskin. And if you're a, a John Carpenter fan, you know that in Escape to New York, the guy's name is Snake Plitskin, who Solid Snake was named after. So you're like you're like, wait a second, so is this Solid Snake? Like this has to be like Snake, and he just kinda goes on and he talks about um, he talks to Raiden, and Kojima has his, um, this is kind of like a poignant thing, because they were talking about, um, him and this guy Iroquois and Plitskin are, are chatting, and they're talking about, you know, Plitskin's like, you know, you know, war is like stupid, and like, we're all just like have guns, and we're just doing all these like terrible things, like really, what's the point, this is all just like futile, and Raiden's like, no, like, you know, I did a lot of VR missions, and like, you know, these are like good things and I'm learning, you know, it's like simulated combat and then Plitskin's like, wait a second, you're just brainwashed. Like, you don't know what the hell's going on. You're just a rookie. Like, this is all some convoluted plan by the government. You know, they're just, you know, using us to get their way. So like, it was like a poignant sort mm -hmm. of, you know, mm -hmm. anti-war, anti-violence uh, message. But the whole time you're like, wait a second. So Solid Snake is dead, but obviously like he's not. This is definitely... Um, snake, or it has to be. Maybe it's not. Maybe Kojima's gonna throw a 180 in there. We'll see. Um, so I met him. I have him on the codec uh, now, and I left the area um, and I went out to uh, Big Shell on the outside. 
and run into another member of uh, Dead Shell called Fortune. And she's just big, strong woman, blonde hair, and she has like electricity that comes from this gun. I think it's a gun, not her hands. I don't know, I thought hands. I thought she was like, well, Magneto, but uh, from this gun. And all these guys are trying to like fight her, and they're, they can't. She's just too powerful, and she has this big gun, and she starts shooting them, and you feel bad for her because the entire time she's talking about how, like, you know, I've just been waiting for the one per Very much like Sniper Wolf, where mm -hmm. she's like, I've been waiting for, you know, no one can kill me. I've been waiting for the one person to be able to take me out, and I can't find this person. So you, you already got the sense. It's interesting, too, even with Sniper Wolf. You got this sense, okay, they're the bad guys, but at the same time, like, they're kind of these lost, complex characters and you're like oh like you actually like wait a second what do they want what are they getting out of this you know are they a lot of that you know in the past two games just like who's the right who's the wrong you know everybody's just kind of lost in a way um and again i haven't played much i just got so she's there you meet her and you have to stop her that's the plan um she meets up a vamp and you're like okay so they're part of the same the same thing there's part of the same group you kind of get a little bit of backstory on dead shell um they were there's a there was four members i believe of dead shell um including fortune and vamp and they were used as like super soldiers by the government because so the government can get whatever they want kind of like how they use solid snake and big boss and stuff like that and you find out how um you know they realized that they were being used and kind of went on their own and left and became their own organization. And I kind of have a hunch that's foreshadowing Raiden mm -hmm. because of the conversation he had with Pliskin where he was like, you know, you know, with all that VR, that's all like mind control. Like you're just being used. And I was like, no, I'm not. Like I have free will. I know what I'm doing. Mm -hmm. I think there's like a little bit of like an overlap where it's about, you know, people yeah. not, you know, questioning authority or you know, mm -hmm. conforming to whatever, you know, someone tells them is right. So I think that's in there. Maybe I'm just looking way too much into it. But um, you find out that on Big Shell, the whole area has like bombs like strapped to it. So I gotta go find this guy uh, and figure out how to uh, you know deactivate these bombs. And that's where I'm left off. Like I said, cool. it wasn't much. I didn't get a lot of chance to uh, to play before I left. But I got you know to meet some interesting characters, especially that vamp. The fact he's a freaking vampire. I yeah, know. you'll see more vamp, and it gets, it gets yeah, interesting. Yeah, yeah. So that's you know that's that's my my playthrough. I I bet that's freaking Solid Snake. It has to be. David Hader does the voice, so. We shall see. Maybe not. I don't know. All right, then. All right. Well, thank it. you for that. Thank Much you. Much appreciated. Yeah. I think that's going to do it for our episode today. Yeah, thank you for watching. Uh, thank you all watching. for watching. Thank you, Shelby, as always. Shelby's the man. And uh, we'll see you next week, Monday, 9 a.m. What's up guys, it's Dan from Circle Back. Uh, I'm just here to let you know you can find everything that we do at circlebackgaming.com. If you just want the podcast, we're on iTunes. If you just want the video, we're on YouTube. So, catch us either place. Thanks. Perfect.